1: The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items,
2: delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk sport fan network.
1: Talk sport. Powered by fans. Ravel. Vicious. But brilliant.
2: You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's
1: a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rother United Podcast. Another defeat. Another bucket load of nonsense and things to criticise. Um, yeah, this will be good. <laughs> this will be good. Um, thank you all for being with us. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for everybody who subscribed to the YouTube channel. We vote it 900, which was our target before the end of the season, We're in February. Um, so thank you, everybody, really, honestly, we we'll the move, we'll move the target going forward. Um, yeah, thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, Mick is with us tonight. How are you doing, Mick? I'm all right, mate. I'm good. Good. This could, this could be, could very well be a bumper episode for all you Mick rant fans out <laughs> right there. <isn't> it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. We'll Mr. Keith Stroud, if you're watching, I would just switch it off, mate. I, I would not listen to the rest of this episode. Just, just warning you. Um, Danny's with us. How are you doing, Danny? I'm all right, time. thank you.
3: <laughs> I'm alright, thank you um, It was a very strange experience for me on Saturday Because um, I went into the fan zone just to investigate the um, the rumours that we were on the big screen And apparently we are um, <laughs> So that was fun So hello to everyone who was watching this in the fan zone playing pool and air hockey and FIFA and such I, I suspect pre the Sunderland
4: game we won't be in the fan zone. I <laughs> mm. <laughs> might just replay an old episode. <laughs> mm.
3: possible. I wonder if we get to 15 minutes and they go, oh, no, we can't show that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, We like to start with positive news. I don't think there's any positive rather news, Danny, but you want to give a shout-out to um to Grace. Grace just the artwork. I want to give her a shout-out. Is that what
3: I'm all right, i saying? Yes. Um, some people know her as S64Miller. Um, but yeah, Grace Kelly does the artwork, <clears throat> some fantastic stuff. I believe one of them's gone with Dan Barlasser up to Middlesbrough. Mm. Um, but yeah, I went to go and watch her in her uh Drama Society's rendition of Matilda, uh, where she played a very good Miss Trunchbull I might add. Um, so yeah, just well done, Grace, absolutely fantastic effort. Um, it, it were a really cracking show. It's a shame it's finished, but it was absolutely incredible. So well done, Grace, yes. Very much so.
2: Very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go through it. Let's just get on with it, shall we? <laughs> um, Josh Hughes says evening. Dave Lawton says evening. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. Damien Coward says evening, guys. Mick will be on a rant tonight, and he's lost for the words. Uh, display of the officials. Um, Harvey Kelwick's with us as well as Kim Haywood, John Morales, the Birmingham fans. Good evening, lads. So, we should, forget, should we forget about football. Has anybody watched any good films lately? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michael Carmel says, Good evening, Pam, with you, Kay. howdy. Um, there's only one place to start, unfortunately. Let's just get it out of the way and get it done. Uh, Mr. Stroud made himself center of attention as he does. You know, this is MO mo, and up. we shouldn't be surprised. Um, and I thought we, we should probably clarify. Some confusion Now, there's been a lot of speculation on social media that the foul in the goal was because a Dauphin held back one of their players. I can't believe the player was. Um, that is not what the Matt Taylor's been told. Matt Taylor has Matt Taylor said that he'd been told that it was because of a foul on the keeper, which would make it through Coventry, apparently fouling the keeper. Fouling the keeper. Um, Danny, I am going to come to you first. Because Mick's going to, you know, just like, when, when Mick gets home, we'll just go for a beer or something. So, Danny, start us off. I don't get it. It's a wrong decision. Right, so it's maybe not the wrong decision, but it's soft. And if you're going to give that in the fourth minute, you have got to give 15 penalties in the game. You've set yourself a bar. You've set yourself a precedent. And you've got to go with it so early on in the game for me
3: yeah it's actually quite a brave decision to make in the fourth minute like because in terms of the delivery and Hugo's header there's nothing wrong with it and i saw the people come uh, not complaining but pointing out a doffing holding their defender or hugel's marker and that's not a foul either like, i watched it, it's like no that's not a foul it's just very tactical if i'm being honest but then even with the keeper, you know, you know, it's, it's like you say, it's soft. And if you're giving them sort of decisions that early in the game, like you say, there must have been at least 15 penalties, three red cards and booking points that even Sky Bet wouldn't be able to handle. Um, So it's it's a really strange one because I've watched it back and it's like you see those sorts of decisions just go, yeah, it's it's a goal. In fact, I think if Coventry had done that to us, it would have stood, you know, that with the, the whole thing about football, but yeah, watched it back and I can't see much wrong with it, unless Keith Stroud wanted to set the precedent and then decided to go, actually, no, I'm a bit too strong with some of these. I mean, I thought other than that, he had an alright first half and then absolutely fell to pieces in the second half. But yeah, I can't see what's wrong with it and I can see why um, Matt Taylor was a bit upset about it as well, because there's not a lot wrong with that. And they've denied Hugo his first Rosram goal, so I'm doubly upset. Um, it, Just strange. And it, mind you, we've been on the receiving end of strange refereeing decisions in this division at least six times this season already. Yeah, So we've just had a did pile at this point, lads. We? We'll have a full deck of cards by end of the season.
2: Mm,
3: we will, yeah. Uh, Matt Tilly described it as a travesty.
2: Um. I mean, people paper, paper, in paper, the comments are generally in agreement that it should be. And whether you agree with the protection or not, uh, pa- 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 I said, Matt Taylor told us at the time it was a, it was a foul and the keeper, didn't see anything. Shelly RFC is right, the, the keeper didn't appeal. Not one of their pa- players appealed for a foul or, or any sort of uh, questions. Um, Freddie Oxbury says, I honestly agree, like when it's a so- it's soft, they've set a level. Uh, John Morell says, keepers are too protected these days. Any touch on them that it's a foul? It's wrong, but sadly, it's what it is now, he says. Um, watched the goal back ten times. Nearly was I couldn't see anything wrong. Shell Stone says, "Yeah, didn't men- didn't maintain the level throughout." Um, Glenn, what came from the Sky Blue Hub says, "Stroud had a clear view. Rodham didn't create anything. You know, after we should correct Con- coverage didn't need to tangle with the keeper as he was not going for the ball." Um, yeah, Jamie, this will this will set me off. Jamie says, "When we played Barnsley, Victor got decked by Mor- by Morrison by Morris. That was a goal." Ours wasn't a lack of consistency. There's the C word, Mick, the big fat C word that oh. is. Uh, I don't here, know. Here we go. I don't, I don't know what we're talking about here. We're
4: talking about consistency, or Keith Shroud. Mum, can you pass me a beer, what? please? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's consistent because this
2: is a big thing, and it's we've got we've got we've always got two extremes, other, haven't we? We've got the Victor elbow, and then we've got this one, two different refs. It should be said. But one's a foul, one's not, and it's the same game of football that we're playing. It's crazy. It's it's so soft.
4: Uh, well, I mean, the first thing I would say is that we, we shouldn't spend too much time talking about Keith Shaw because I mean that's that's his reason to be in, on a football pitch, and it so people can people can talk about him. Um, if if it's a foul on the keeper. Absolutely fine. Not a problem. Disallow it. No problem whatsoever. I've not watched it back. I don't want to wait to be back. But it, listen, if people are saying it is a foul on the keeper, and Keith Stroud's had a good view of it, not a problem. Disallow it. No issue whatsoever. Um, I, I mean, we can go then skip forward, if you like, to Coventry's second goal. When Tom Eves picks the ball up on the edge of the Coventry box, and I counted them, I counted them, he was fouled six times before he lost the ball. He was pulled back, he was pushed, he was tripped, he was pulled back again, and so on and so forth, with Keith Stroud running alongside him. He was fouled six times, more so than the keeper was in that build-up. Nothing given. Nothing given. Chio as has his shirt pulled almost over his head in the penalty area in that first half. Nothing given, you know. It, it's, it's it's Keith Stroud, he's incompetent. It's not a question, really, of consistency as far as I'm concerned with him. He is just incompetent. Um, that's this is not why we lost the game. I, mean, no, I, no, we'll come on I to think we'd have
2: probably lost anyway,
4: we'd have lost anyway, you know. So, I, I have no issue with that. Well, I do have an issue with it, but that's I'm not sort of blaming the referee for us losing the game. Um, but his performance is what we expected, I guess. you know. As soon as he was announced as the referee for the game, we knew what we were going to get. We knew exactly what we were going to get. Um, and he didn't disappoint. He didn't disappoint. He should not be refereeing at this level. It's as, it's as simple as that. And, and if you're watching week in, week out, as an assessor, you should know that. It's not – his consistency is just – it's off the scale, his inconsistency. It is absolutely off the scale. Um, There were so many fouls yesterday that he didn't give to both sides. And then, in the next phase of play, gives an absolutely soft foul to both sides. There were occasions in the second half, and and I can't remember whether it was Peltier or or one of our players got the ball – and he literally dove on the floor when the player came near him, right in front of the lines. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing. He gave a free kick. And, and yet, Eves get ragged about all over the place as he's got his back to, the, back to goal, trying to offload the ball to none of our players who were interested in pick, taking it off him. He gets fouled so many times, with the referee literally running alongside him. Nothing. It's, it, it, it blows my mind. It does, honestly. It absolutely blows my mind that you can disallow that goal for that and yet allow all the other things to, to go both sides, to both teams. I'm not, I'm not saying he's biased in any way. He's just incompetent. And, and we've had him twice this season. I'm sure we're going to get him again. Probably. And, mm-hmm. and it just it, it blows my mind that, that he, he is allowed to officiate games at this level. It really does. But anyway, what can you do? Nothing.
3: <laughs> I'm surprised it's not Mick's longest rant. That uh, <laughs>
2: it, it, <it's laughs> the, the thing is, the thing is Ristroud, Obviously, we we, he, we the Sheffield United game as well. He didn't, he didn't give us a penalty. Which was a penalty that, thankfully, at the time, that wasn't game changing. But it, we were playing Sheffield United it very well. Very well, could have been. This, this we don't know what would have gone on to happen. So we are just obviously speculating that it could have changed the game. An early goal changes the game. We do. We know it does. I, I think we were still rubbish. I don't think we, I still don't think we'd have won, but
4: the, the thing that for me that, that sums Keith Stroud up perfectly, perfectly, is that he took the ball. He'd not been he clearly not been on telly for a while. Fourth officials obviously told him he's not been on telly for a while. He took the ball off our goalkeeper, having not had any contact with the ball whatsoever. nobody said anything to him. He took the ball off our goalkeeper, said, Oh, it's gone down and changed balls. And think, <laughs> yeah. what are you on about? What's wrong? Victor looks so confused. Completely confused. And I'm I'm convinced. Fourth officials been in his ear. Keith, you've not been on telly for a bit. Get, 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 in, get involved. Get in on telly. Clown. Absolute clown.
2: Yeah. I'm done. I, yeah, I think I think that's it. I don't I don't know what else we can say, to be honest with you. It was a shocker. It was a shocker because and is, and as I've already mentioned, it's not a shocker because of a one-off decision, it's a shocker because of his subsequent decisions. That's why it's such a shocking decision. Um, John's put in the comments here about Mark Robbins saying it was as clear as day foul. He's right. Mark Robbins, I suppose, is just protecting his own team, maybe. Oh come on, it's an Robo. easy out, isn't it?
4: Robbo, Robbo's only two foot six. He can't, he can't have possibly seen what's happening. The same size as Keith Trout. Uh, exactly. It's, it's not as big as Trout.
2: <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. I don't. We
3: can't. I don't. There's nothing else to say. I don't think. Um, I, I think the only thing we can, we can well, add is that even though it sounds like we've effectively bookshotted Mr. Stroud, we do call out referees when they've had a good performance. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's like happened, a, yeah. Which game was it? I think was it the Birmingham game at home? Um, Gavin Ward. It was Gavin Ward. Yeah, yeah. And he had an absolutely fantastic game. He did yeah. <clears> and you know we're quite happily with praise referees, but yeah, Keith didn't have the best of games, did they? Um, but then again, we did Rotherham, so.
2: We'll ask the question, who was worse? Keith Stroud or Rotherham United? Tough one. It's a very, very tough one.
3: Ooh, good I, question. I'd say it's probably
2: us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. 10 minutes on a referee. But we'll see him again in a few weeks. I'm absolutely certain of that. Um, right. Back to the start, Mick. Back to prior to that. Obviously, the team lineup came out. Back to a four-three-three. 3 3 I think. Yeah, back to a 4-3-3. Chio came in mm-hmm. for Fozu, and that was the. I uh, think am I right that was the only change? Oh, cut my lines back up.
4: Oh, Fergie came in as well, didn't
2: he? Oh, Fergie came in as well. Yeah, you, you changed your, your sort of your, the two-prong side of the, the trans side of the things. Everything else is basically the same. Uh, <laughs> it didn't work. Fergie and Chio, uh, and it's difficult it, to just sort of pinpoint. Those, those two are maybe not the reason we lost the game, but it, the, the changes didn't work. I don't get Fozzo not starting, because when he came on, he was an instant threat, and he was an instant threat against Reading, the changes seemed off.
4: Yeah, it didn't work, did it? It didn't work. Um, we, 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 we didn't create a thing all game, not a single. I don't think we created a single opportunity apart from the disallowed goal, and that was from a set-piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, mean, I think you said it to me on during game out towards back end of game if <clears throat> we carry on playing until Sunderland arrived on Tuesday night we still wouldn't have scored um, it, it, the, the changes didn't work and I, I don't understand why he took Fosso out I, I don't get it I don't understand why we've got the bench without a single midfielder on it um, with the exception of Fosso so we have no central midfielder Jamie Lindsay sat there twiddling his thumb somewhere. God only knows why. That just beggars belief for me. Um, We did nothing and we deserved to lose, in my view anyway. Um, Whilst we may have been all right defensively, apart from that first goal, which we'll come on to, I'm sure, um, we never created a thing. We never laid a glove on them. Um, and, And what I would say is, I don't know whether anybody else is picking up on this but it certainly seems to me that that press has gone again yeah no coincidence is it that as soon as that press goes out of our game as soon as that intensity goes out of the game we get walked on and, and it, I find it bizarre it, it, it's kind of sneaked out this time as yeah. opposed to being dropped like a like a stone like it was the first time it, it feels like it's been it's been kind of sneaked away as if Hopefully nobody notices, kind of thing. <laughs> Which I'm sure is not the case, but it's gone from the game. And straight away, we're for nothing. It's it's, it's 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 depressing.
2: Yeah. I mean, the first half was okay, Danny. As Matt Tell's basically suggested it was it was a it was a very good half. I wouldn't say it was a very good half. Th- I thought it was okay. Well, why I thought it was as two pretty poor teams, to be honest with you. I thought I don't think Coventry stepped up in the first half at all. Well, they, were, they played well for an away team is maybe what I'm trying to say but we we created little other than the other than the goal which got disallowed which from, was from a set piece we're not creating anything from open play and people a few people mentioned the Dan Barlasa thing we didn't create a lot of stuff when Dan Barlasa was here post Christmas period so it's, it's very easy oh Dan Barlasa's not here and that is a thing I, I agree to that to an extent but Dan Barlasa he's not the greatest player in the world you know we We've got to get on without him. It's the mm. players on the pitch that are the problem at the minute, or or is it Matt Taylor's selection? Is it Matt Taylor's tactics? What, it's really difficult, but
3: where is the problem? Uh, that's a dump on me, grief. Um, <laughs> for, for me, watching the Coventry game, it was very similar to the Reading game, um, mm. because we had an okay first half, Against Reading, the goal actually stood. Against Coventry, it didn't. And then in the second half, it just seems to go to pot, really. To me, it almost seems like we don't have the mentality to see out a second half. You know, Mm. we sort of have that good first half and then go, right, OK, we need to just match that level. But because the opposition obviously wants to win the game as well, we don't match the the shift in play. And it just sort of goes out the window in the second half. Uh, I agree with me. The press seems to have snuck away again. Um, I think the last time we really saw an effective press was probably against Sheffield United, if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, and I I agree, Balasir is a big loss because, as Man UK has just pointed out, he had the most assists for us, and I believe on his full debut for Middlesbrough, he got an assist. Um, but then we should be finding ways to still create those opportunities in the box for someone like Hugo or Eves or even Kelly and and Wash. To latch onto, which should be the wide players, the wide attackers' job to push out wide ball into the box with your striker and maybe the midfielders coming in too. But Hugo doesn't seem to get service, and when he does get service, it's either too deep or it's too close to the keeper, which I saw a lot of. If I'm being honest, it was either too deep or um, what was he called? Their keeper Wilson. Yeah. Um, he seems to just be able to just claim it easily. So that could be the players. Um, I think sometimes with substitutes, like don't get me wrong, I love Matt Taylor, but with the substitutes, it's almost as if it's a, uh, oh, he's he's one older ones. He's flagging. We'll swap that. We're still not playing effectively. We'll just throw all the strikers on, which is yeah. a little bit kitchen sinky, I think. Because um, we you suggested this on the uh, the post match, Matt. I think we've changed formation two, three times during the game. Um, and it sort of turned into a, we'll try anything that sticks. Mm. And yeah, when we had more, strike, it was more strikers on the pitch, we did look a bit more of a goal threat, but nothing compared to how we've been in the past. For example, look at Blackburn. You know, we effectively pressed Blackburn into oblivion and created lots of chances. But now that the press has snuck out, the strikers almost seem a little bit lost, and we're relying on balls from in from out wide and set pieces that, again, are either too long, or easily claimed by the goalkeeper. Um, Yeah, I think it's numerous things that aren't quite firing right now, and that's where it's come from. I don't think you can nail it down to one thing specifically. I think it's multiple things that have just sort of got a little fire going, if you like, that's causing mayhem. Hmm. Yeah. John Morrell
2: says, "Ah, oh, the Gary Rowett philosophy: losing a game, so bring in five strikers." <laughs> and that's, exa- that's exactly what happened, Mick. And, 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 and on Tuesday, I can, I can accept it because it was 90th minute goal. You've got injury time, yeah. Boom them on. You know, this, yeah. this is it. This was different. This what was it? 70 minutes, 75 minutes? They came on. Uh, let me just get the lineups up so I can just make sure we're giving you know semi semi accurate information. 78 minutes they came on, mm-hmm. including injury time, you got nearly 20 minutes there. Um, it was panicky. And what that's what that, for me, does is right, opposition's going, they aren't going to clue these. They are not going to scooby-doo what's going to happen. So all we need to do is just defend as we have been doing for the 90 minutes, and let's get things right. Coventry are a championship team, a proper championship team. They are well-organised. They have some really, really good players. The players that aren't really, really good know their job to a T. You can't just bunk three strikers on and hope for the best. It doesn't work against teams like that. And it... it, it it was panicky. It was planless. It was many other words I can't think of today, and that's that's a concern that the game management word is coming up and again, our in-game changes are lacking seriously.
4: Yeah, I mean it, it's something I would have done as an under-14s manager. Yeah, you know, um, not knowing what to do, it, it, it does strike as a bit panicky. It it, it feels as though it is. And and the main reason it feels as though it is is not necessarily because the players that he's bringing on, but when he does bring them on, there is appears from the sidelines from the from the stands to be zero shape in front of that back four. You know, you've mm-hmm. got you've got Foss who came on. I have no idea where 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 Terry Foster was supposed to be playing. He was effective and he got on the ball and he did. You know, he, he looked dangerous. But there was no real sort of was he playing left? Is he playing right? He was getting in Chio's way. Chio was getting in Fergie's way. It, it just you know, the, the the shape of that midfield was poor before he made the substitutions. But once he made them, it was it was it, it was just completely lacking in any sort of organisation. And it was it was like you said, panicky from eighty minutes onwards. I, I, I don't. I don't know. It's easy for us to sit in the stands and say, "Oh, you know, you should have done this, should have done the other." But often, when uh, substitutions are made, when changes are made in play, you can kind of pick, mm. kind of pick out what what they're trying to do, um, and, it, and it just it just felt literally like you said, panicky. I can't think of a better. I can't think of another word really. Um, nobody seemed to know really what their role was.
2: Yeah. We will maybe get into the Matt Taylor discussion a little bit more depth in a minute, in a minute I suppose. Let's talk about the goals first, before we do. Uh, which may be the reason why we're not in the fan zone. So if we're not in the fan zone, apologies. <laughs> <'Cause, you know. laughs> um, the first goal, Daniel, I'll come to you because mick being been critical of Grant Hall previously. And, unfortunately, this was a bit of a... He wasn't the only one in this goal, but this was a bit of a Grant Hall disaster class. You know, He's got himself in a bad position. He's dove in for a ball that he was never going to win in a million years. Pelletier's already up the pitch because he was doing something. He, he, he was, you know, I, I don't have a problem with where he was. And it's left us with two centre-halves and midfield scrambling back. He can't be doing that. He's, he's, left, he's, left, he's left the team in lurch, and that's really poor from an experienced defender.
3: Yeah, I mean, as someone who... As, <laughs> I know it's schoolboy stuff staying this, but as someone who's at least had experience playing center half, you're always told, don't dive in. If it's you and your mate against one of their attackers where, like you say, midfield's still running back. One of your other experienced defenders isn't there to support you. You never dive in. Because if you dive in and miss, they're more or less through. And Hull's made that mistake. It, again, it comes down to, <clears throat> we, like I said earlier, we just didn't have a scuba and he's just sort of gone, and we just need to stop him. Mm. And he's dived in and missed and effectively played their, <clears throat> played their attacker through. And for an experienced December, it, uh, experienced December, experienced defender, should I say? There's an F in there. Um, <laughs> it, you just can't. You need to dive in, show him the angle of your body that's away from goal. Which I believe in Hull's case was his left side. I think. You know, if you turn your body, you've got your le- You've got your right yeah. shoulder towards him, and you're showing him your left side. If you'd have done that and pushed him out wider, it makes it a hell of a lot harder. For him to get a shot away, unless he's done some sort of trickery and he's gone past you, but for Hall just to dive in, it's like right there you go, off you go. Hmm. I don't blame Victor for it Um, because it is down to Hall, but we've seen it before. He nearly gave a goal away against Blackpool, and that was just a mistake. Whereas this one's diving in, and it's like oh, it it's just frustrating. That's what it is. As as a striker, that's a gift for you. As a defender, it's like oh no, what we done that for? Mm. And it's just frustration That's what it is It's frustration for fans And desperation, I think, from Hall To try and win the ball
2: Yeah, it should also be said That Jamie allen had, had got time for a couple of touches In the box as well He's, He had so much space He could have taken another touch He didn't need it because he scored a goal But he had time in the box to take another touch And again, that's, that's not good enough
3: No, it's yeah. not are you coming Come on, to
4: me? You I did. Me? Yeah. All oh, right. Sorry. Um, no, it's not. It's not. It's not good enough at all. Um, it's. It's just. It's just poor defending. Just poor defending. He should never have got into box that ball, uh, or certainly not from where it where it started. And it's just schoolboy defending in it. And um, every centre half, like we've said before, has got a, got a mistake in him. And Grant Hall is 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 a centre half. You know, he's got a mistake in him, and and I'm sure he'll be kicking himself now for. Um, for that because it was just ridiculous given given the circumstances and where everybody else was on the pitch. Um, and 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 the lad who, who, who crossed was it was number 45 I can't remember the tall lad. He was, yeah. um, he's quick, he's got quick feet. He, he, he'd done what he did to Grant Hall three or four times on the run up to that as well in center in the in center of the park. So it, it was clear we, you know, you knew that he had, he had it in him. Um, and so you, you, when you see a player of that quality, diving in is just, like I said, schoolboy school stuff. Um, so, and
2: I suppose, arguably, it got what it deserved. Yeah, it did. So frustrating to so, so quickly after half-time as well. You've got to be more switched on and whatever it was, 47th minute. You just come out, just just switch on. If you switch on, you don't concede that goal. It's just yeah. lazy. From half-time, whether it's a hangover, I don't know. Again, who was that on? Is it on the players or Matt Taylor? We don't know. It's on somebody, though. Uh, somebody's messed up there,
3: basically. I it's guess. like worse time to concede as well, because you've just come back out motivated. Like, right, we can um, <clears throat> get a centre motivated and get on with it, second half. But to concede within the first five minutes, it's an absolute motivation killer, that. Yes. And no wonder we had a poor second half. You've come back out, more or less got settled, and then the opposition scored. Hmm. No, it's like one of the worst times to see because then your game plan's gone out the window within five minutes. We say we looked a bit lost and you know, like we didn't have a game plan, probably because it's already gone out the window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and again, said about Coventry, you don't want
2: to go behind against Coventry. The last thing you want to do is go behind against them because the things I already mentioned about the, the outside they are. Second goal, Danny. Uh, Tommy's coming for a bit of stick, which I understand, but as Mick's pointed out, he's been fouled. At least for me, at least three times, and also he's got to be given an option. Not not a single player opened up for an option, and that goes on. Cameron Humphreys and Bailey Wright—they were on at the time as well. Just help, you will just back. Right, right, Gimme ball, give me an out ball. I felt really sorry for Tommy because I don't know who we thought he was yesterday. I think I think we thought he were you know maybe or something. We're pinging balls into him, asking him to do things he can't do. It was just a mess.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, not to take it away from Tommy, I thought his first touch was poor when he came on the pitch yeah. yesterday, if I'm being honest. So he's, he's not escaping um, all blame, but the one that led to the goal, he can sort of go, again, it, it's circumstantial because, yeah, there was no options created to him. He has tried to do too much with it. Um, and, right. And he's, he's just been caught out. That's all. He's been caught out because there's no option. He's being fouled and he effectively... Doesn't know what to do. is that if that makes sense? Like I know it sounds really bad to say a professional footballer doesn't know what to do, but when you're on your own being hounded like that and nobody's there to help you, you do get into that situation. Um, like I say, he's not completely excused from it, but it's again, it's frustrating to see because if you see him being hounded and he's getting no protection from the ref no matter what position you're in, if you're closest man, you should really just go and give him the option, just have mm. a bit of relief from it, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it's just frustrating. I mean, don't get me wrong, when I came out of the stadium, I absolutely hounded Tommy Hughes for that, which is, which is actually why I didn't go on camera, because I would <laughs> have said something that would have got me in trouble. But it's, again, it just boils down to frustration. It's frustrating to watch because we know we're better than that. Mm. We know we're better than getting in them circ- them situations where you get caught out like that. But again, agree with me: is at least six fouls there on eaves. no protection, and it's just, you know, it's just like, yeah, of course that's happened. You know, that's that's how it felt. It's just like, yeah, of course that's happened. Mm. And yeah, yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arthur Kelly says people saying on Twitter that Tommy's was the worst player on the pitch yesterday. He weren't even the worst sub that came on. Mm. So let's just knock all that out. Um, Mick, uh, it just summed up the game ignoring the foul from it, it just summed up the game and the rolling performance that he didn't have the option, that nobody just thought oh, I'll pick this up, you know, Connor Coventry didn't have the best of games yesterday, he's in a position that that deep, sort of deep line player you've got to be available for us, but when you see your teammate in trouble do something uh, And I I want to mention a couple of other players, that that's, that brief spell just summed us up for you, yesterday for me
4: yeah, it does, and, and and to be fair, I mean, I, I have managed today as, as a bit of a, an aside, I've managed to go through the whole day today without going on Twitter. Um, have you really? Yeah, and listening to wow. what you've just said there, and looking at some of the comments in the in the in the comments there, I am so glad that I have genuinely, genuinely, I, and I'll be honest with you, when we lose, I'm more depressed about the fact that I've got to go on social media than I am about yeah. losing. And and in all seriousness. If anybody, anybody at all thinks that blaming Tom Eves for that second goal is justified, then you really genuinely need to give your head a wobble because that is utterly... It's, in my view, it's my opinion, I'll, I'll qualify it now, but that is just stupid. It's just utterly stupid. I mean, he's picked the ball up on the edge of the opposition box. Nobody's shown for him. He's moved back a little bit to try and try and find himself an option being fouled, nobody's shown for him. It gets fouled again, he has to move back again. Nobody's showing for it, and so it goes on until he eventually loses the ball. While everybody stood with their fingers up the backsides, not giving him any help at all, and all of a sudden it's his fault. I, I just, it blows, again, it's like Stroud, it blows my mind. I, I genuinely it, it's, it's it it appears and it feels like it's the old scapegoat situation. We've got to have a scapegoat, We've got to have somebody to pick on, and you know, so if it's not Eves, it's 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 a Doffin. If it's not a Doffin, it's it's somebody else. But we've always got to have somebody. Honestly, it just mm. I, I genuinely, genuinely, the the fallout from a game sometimes depresses me and upsets me and annoys me more than the game itself and the performance.
2: Mm. I
4: just I can't get my head around how some people think. I just can't. And and to blame Tommy for that just that I, it's just it's bizarre. It, honestly, I can't. I do. I don't understand. Genuinely yeah. don't understand.
2: Shelley she says in the comments, "Is is it's Eve's too soft in the situation The other teams would have maybe gone down once they get the tug, they would have get the free kick. That's how it's always been." But, but this it goes back to a refereeing conversation. We're just going to finish off briefly, Danny. It shouldn't have to go down. He's foul. He's been penalised for trying to be honest and trying to be strong, which is mm. a big problem in football nowadays.
3: I mean, there was an earlier incident with Eves where he was quite clearly being fouled and Stroud gave the foul of the other way. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, <clears throat> if that's already happened, Eve must have the mentality of, I'm not going to get it anyway, so why go down? You know, but like we say, we bring it back. There's no option being shown and he's on the edge of the 18-yard box. You know, like I said, there should be at least one man coming in providing an option. You know, just some sort of outlet. But we've all just sort of stood still and gone, Eves will sort it out. It's like, no. He's a big man. It's a team team thought. Don't just leave it to the one man to sort it out. If he's in trouble, you help him out. But but, but going back to what Mick said, oh, I'm glad I stayed off Twitter. Oh, dear me.
4: Yeah. Tom Eves going down. Why would he go down? Why would he? I mean, he was picked up and thrown up for, uh, against Hull and he didn't get up for that. You know, what's, what's the point in him, in him throwing himself down? It's just, honestly, grow yeah. up.
2: Grow up. up. Um, <laughs> I don't know what we gonna have time for tonight. We've already gone 35 minutes and there's probably still four or five things we could talk about.
1: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, let's talk about this one. Um,
2: Mike Taylor. Mike the Miller says, is Matt out of his depth? And I think he's talking about Matt Taylor, not me. Don't know, Mike. Let us know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> this is... this. When do we start asking this question, Mick? Because it's not... It's a, There is now a pattern because... We were rubbish post World Cup. We picked it up a bit. We're now gone back into the pattern we were, were post World Cup. So are we now saying that it's the players are at fault? Is Matt Taylor's tactics at fault? Is Matt Taylor's uh, you know passion, not passion, motivation? Is that at fault? Is he out of his depth? Like Mike says, when do you start saying it could be him? Because other teams sacking their managers and bring. I'm, I'm not saying we should sack him sorry, but what I'm saying is other teams are pulling the trigger and they're getting instant responses, now whether they you know, the Warnock and the McCarthy whether they work is another question but they are pulling the trigger and taking the gamble, when do you start saying right, Matt Taylor, you know, four wins out of 23 as Harry IUC puts in the comments, when you start saying that that's not good enough?
4: That's not it's not good enough at all um, but are, are they, all
2: these other teams that are
4: sacking the managers the ones that we aspire to be is it? You a know, championship team. Well, yeah, and and how much debt and everything else that goes with it. The picture, the the picture's massive. Into it's not just about what happens on the pitch. Into in that in that in that regard, in terms of Matt Taylor's job, it is obviously about what goes on on the pitch. Um, probably he is out of his depth, but he's got to get into his depth at some stage. You know, he's he's got to he's got to learn. He's got to develop as a manager. He's got to he's got to gain experience. Um, I I don't think he is. He strikes me as a man that he's willing to learn, willing to adapt, willing to change. I mean, he proved that, obviously, by altering the system back after, the, after those three or four disastrous games after the World Cup. Um, maybe he's thought, now we've got some new personnel, maybe we can go back and, and test the water the way I want us to play. It's clearly not working. It's clearly not working. Hopefully, he'll recognise that and he'll go on and he'll adapt it again and we'll we'll go back to playing the way that suits us as a team and the staff that we've got at the moment, the players that we've got at the moment. So, no, I, I mean, it, 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 again, this is another modern day problem, isn't it? You know, oh, we've lost, whatever, we've lost, we've lost, sack him, sack manager, get another one in, start again. You know, we have a decent start, lose a few more games, sack next one, start again. And, and, and so it goes on and on. No, I don't think he should be sacked. I mean, it's, I mean, I find that again another ridiculous comment. Really, um, he's got to be given time, and time is not six months. Time is not half a season. You know, a, play, a manager of that age and of that experience needs two or three seasons to get it together, not just one. We've got to, we've got to hope that the quali- we've got enough quality to remain in this division, and he will obviously continue to develop. Day by day, week by week, month by month, and season by season, and he will get better, and he will be a top manager ultimately. Whether that be with us or with with somebody else, if he goes on when he goes on to somewhere else. But sacking managers just because we're having a bad run, and we are having a bad run. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we've either won any games at all, but we're still not in uh, a disastrous position. It's perilous. It's difficult. You know we're not we're not particularly performing well at the moment, but we know that we can perform well. Um, we're lucky at, at the, the the quality in this division at the moment is it's as bad as it's been in any of the other seasons we've been in here, to be honest with you, it, it, in the main. Um, so that virtually every game is there to be won. Um, but he's got to change. He's got to adapt. He's got to develop. He's got to continue to do it for me. But but sacking him, I don't think he's the right the right way forward at all? Not at all. I, I just find it bizarre again that that will be in the conversation. I, I, but it, I suppose it's just modern day football, isn't it? You know, uh, you know, you, you all play football manager and get sacked after three games or whatever, and that's that, that. Apparently, is real life. I don't know. I don't know if that's that's how it works. Whatever. It's
2: just. No. John else is here. I, this you have to accept the owners of you with a change manager. You may get two or three results on a bounce, and at this stage of the season. That, might, that literally might mean survival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the question then becomes, Danny, what's more important? The long-term trying to build a project with a manager or staying in the Championship and hoping next season we can kick on? I, I'm not sitting here advocating Matt Taylor to go because I, I, I think he's got some. But if this was any other club in the Championship, almost any other club in the Championship, he may well have already gone
3: i'm gonna <clears throat> nail my colours to the mast here and out and outright openly say Sacking Mac Taylor right now is the most stupid decision we could ever make. I mean you talk about four in twenty three games, yeah, fair enough, that is his record, but we are still in a better position now than we were <clears throat> in past championship seasons um that probably the best run of form we've ever had in the championship recently is when Warnock was here and will not work miracles with us during that great escape season. Um, but yeah, you're right with, with Matt Taylor. He's had one transfer window to try and get it right. And a lot of the players that he've brought in are now injured. Morrison's gone. <laughs> Keane has gone. Um, Helder's mm, a bit shaky at the minute. So it is a little bit patchworky. And that could explain some very strange decisions because, you know, some of the players he's brought in himself just aren't there. But then the argument is, you know, we've got other players like he was wanting Kioso back straight away. He's not making the squad. Same with Lindsay. He's midfield option who isn't in the squad. So it's, it's a headache. I get it. And I think the initial thing of get rid of Matt Taylor is a lot of frustration from fans. Fair enough. But to sack Matt Taylor right now to go on the gamble of potentially winning two or three, or getting two or three results is silly for a club in our position because then that could... Put us on the back foot for next season, regardless of where we are. So, I'm sticking with Matt Taylor. Be all and end all. Stick with Matt Taylor. Alan Stubbs was sacked
2: before this time. ALA one win, in, I think twelve. Uh, Stubbs was sacked. Yeah, but, but, but they, they were
3: all bad performances, though, weren't they? That that one win. Was well, yeah, a little, yeah, a little of them, bit of a. Yeah. Mm, but it's like, this is the thing, I saw John Morel's comment about consistency earlier. Yeah, the Championship is about consistency, but ch- the Championship is also the most inconsistent league <laughs> in England. You know, well, you can have feel challenging for promotion, and now they're suddenly in a relegation scrap. You know, and et cetera, et cetera. Like Norwich, they were virtually nailed on to go back up, but now they're quite just outside the playoffs, I think. Last time I checked the table, oh, the... Norwich, like Norwich, yeah, uh, now, yeah. yeah, they were virtually nailed on all time to go back up because they're the Premier League Championship yo-yo team. But this season, it's not happened. Um So yeah, I, with, with Taylor, we've got some really good performances in there. Just just to highlight, after that really bad run, Blackburn, uh, Watford, and Sheffield United, they were three really good performances, three games that we mm. could have won. Blackpool was okay, and now we've had two quite bad performances in Redding and, um, where did we play last? I've forgotten. Coventry. Yes. um And now it's suddenly, oh, manager needs to go. It's like, no. It's like, with the World Cup, <clears throat> after the World Cup break, fair enough, that wasn't good. But as soon as Taylor got the players in that he wanted, suddenly performances picked up. But now I've had two bad results where a lot of things didn't work out on the time. It's just... Calm down, you know, (laughs) that is my message to all 10,000 of you, just calm down, don't call for his head after two bad performances, we could go and beat Sunderland on Tuesday, and then it's the best thing since last year. That'd be so Rotherham United, you know. I mean, We said it'd be so Rotherham United to go to Blackpool and lose, you know, and we nearly did at one point, and then we nearly went and won it at the other point. I mean, if that could show our inconsistency, if I'm being honest, lads. You know, going yeah. from being on the brink of losing to being on the brink of winning like that effectively. It's just again, just calm down, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I thought at the end of the day it's not it's obviously not down to us, it's down to the owner and he's got to it, it may come to John Morrell again in the comments. Am I right? It's two wins and fifteen, couple more bad results, and you don't survive that no matter who you are. We'll have to wait and see. He's invested in the, he's invested in January, hasn't he? Tony's put put his hand money where his mouth is this time. He's put the money behind him. If then if he thinks it's going to tip off I, again, I think as a group we are pretty fairly unanimous that we don't think we should Matt Taylor should go, but we're not making the decisions. Um, two comments that are just sort of surreal. powerman UK pointless sacking Taylor now. Transfer window's gone. Who would you replace him with? Michael Miller says, do we really want to do we really want to give a manager time to get his project right once again in League One? that neither of those are wrong. Though both those opinions are are valid for me, both are valid.
4: I will pick a, I I'll point point out with John John's comment there about two wins in 15. I mean that's yeah, a couple more bad results. Well, there's 15, 16 games, whatever it is left. You know, we're gonna have a couple of bad results. Birmingham gonna have a couple of bad results, other teams are gonna have bad results in that time. You know that doesn't necessarily put you down. Not not in this league at the moment, the way it is. Um, so I think we, we we stick with where we are. And and the point that uh, that Danny made there a few minutes ago it's absolutely right. You know we've had two bad games, um, and when you when you break it actually break it down, the game against Reading, we should have won that game. We should have won that game had it not been for two defensive errors. Um, we could have got something out of the game on Saturday had it not been for a defensive error and a and a, and a poor decision from the referee. Um, we didn't wouldn't have deserved to get anything Saturday. I absolutely 100 percent agree with that. I think we would have deserved to get something at Reading. No question. So, you know, we we kind of we're kind of in that when you look at it in that in that sort of perspective through that that. That those glasses if you like um, we're in the usual oh we've lost a game let's panic scenario it's not quite like that but because the performances haven't been great but you know maybe that's maybe we need to take a step back a little bit um, but it's really difficult after a performance like that on Saturday which was not good enough in terms of trying to win the game we didn't create a thing and um, and one of the things that i'll pick I, I I don't know whether you're going to go on to any anything else about the game, but um there seems to be for some reason, and I don't know whether this is going back to the old regime where they, where it was get the ball in the box, get the ball in the box, get the ball in the box we the, we seem to be doing everything we possibly can not to put the ball in the box at the moment. I know that's a kind bit of an exaggeration, but I mean hell's oh, not yeah Pelt, Lee Peltier. With the greatest respect to him, a great defender. He will he just point blank refuses to put ball in the box, whether he's whether it's a good cross or a bad cross, he's not he's just not doing it. Um he'll do anything to avoid it. And it would appear well, I that's down you know. to the management. Tactically, they, they they've clearly been told, you know, and, and, and I thought I thought this after the Blackpool game, particularly with Tariq Fosu, but also with Chio as well. Um it, it feels as though the pair of them have been told don't release the ball too early. Mm. And as a consequence, they're holding on to the ball too long, taking too many touches uh, and the ball's not getting into danger area. Poor poor old Jordan Eugle, he's come from Norwich, he's he's been given one goal scoring opportunity, one, in the whole time that he's been here. Scores it, gets disallowed by Stroud. Well, he missed one shortly after. Mm. Uh, Right, all right then. I'll do it then. (laughs) 50% strike rate or he would have if it weren't for, ref, for for ref, you know. He yeah. it, it must, must be so frustrated. We, we're creating nothing, and that is down to the management.
2: Yeah. I like it's, doing this. Well, one of the reasons I like doing this live, because we get a, a fairly reasoned and balanced comments. If you go on social media, it's all one way or the other, but we've got lots of different comments yeah. in the this, in this section. Um, Football Mad says three, three good games in 20, crap games. Uh, Jamie's with us in the comments as well. Uh Danny is saying we need to calm down, but Matt Taylor's actions on Saturday are throwing five strikers on smacks of desperation. Hey, I did I didn't yeah. say
3: Matt Taylor needs to calm down, I said the oh, fan base on well, the fan base needs to calm down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Matt the Miller calm down, but it's six points from your last twenty-one games. Just and just deal. to
3: count, just to counter that with statistics, Mike, again not having a go or anything, just to counter how statistics can effectively mean anything, we've got thirty-three points from twenty from thirty-two, which is just below um, a point a game working out the end of the season about 47-ish so one win puts us back on course for effectively over 50 points that's how tight yeah. it is at the minute
2: yeah we are one winning 12 which is what Neil Critchley has just been sacked for at QPR so
4: yeah but QPR are a big team they're a big club they should be right up at top QPR they should be in Premier League yeah. 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 That, that, that's where they deserve to be but
2: based talking... on history Neil is a better manager at this level based on history. Um, yeah. Somebody put in the comments, and this this is something else that maybe plays into thinking of people. You've got something like Nathan Jones available. You've got other Chris Wallace still available. You've got some potential good managers available. I wonder if that's going to play into thinking. I'm not saying it was Mick. I wonder if how, if, how that plays into any thought of, uh, of the board and the owner. I don't know.
4: This any is What?
2: Do you, you honestly think
4: Tony Stewart sat at home with his, with his big, big cigar on, thinking, I wonder if I can afford to pay Matt Taylor off, and then I wonder if I can afford to, to, to employ Nathan Jones or Chris
2: Wilder? I, 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 I can't imagine he is. People at, well, the point I'm saying is people that are working available is, is a thought. What would, would possibly be a thought? I don't know. Not for me. Not for you, I know. I know that. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to manage three years and hope it, hope it works out most of the time. It's not as binary as that. It's not as not as that, is it? No, we're not. We're a win away from everything being rosy again, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that's why i said, a lot of comments. Because it's, <laughs> we, we get a good mixture, don't we? We get a really good mixture. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, let's finish on this game, Danny, by saying, my, I've just written down, where is Jamie Lindsay? Um, not getting selection, but uh, by it seems on merit... Now, he goes into the sort of pot with Kiyosu and would to an extent because, well, personally, if, I, if I'm if I a manager and I wish Bishop he Wood, he's on the bench every week for me. I, I just, I at least select him as part of the squad because of what he brings as a leader, similar to Jamie Lindsay. We were desperate for a midfield option yesterday. We were desperate for a central midfielder to come off the bench. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Lindsay is absolutely nowhere to be seen. It is I can't think of the right word to be honest with
3: you that we would normally use in the podcast, but it's just mad. I don't get it. We oh, were saying the same after Reading, didn't we? Where is it? And it was crying out for a midfield option. Like, all right, against Reading, Keane being out got rid of that midfield option, and you no, know, against Georgie because again, against um, against Coventry, he came in and put himself about, right? But you still need that option in midfield. Like, I, sometimes I get with. Would not be in selected, you need, and Wes as well to a point, mm. that you need the, the certain defensive options on the bench. Fair enough. But it's, not to tell Matt Taylor how to do his job, because he's got the coaching badges and I don't, but logic would dictate that you have your goalkeeper, your two defensive options if you're a team that strives on not conceding goals, which fair enough we do, um, a midfield option and maybe two up, up top just to switch it. Right, if it's not working during the current thing. But we, we effectively need Jamie Lindsay because he's the Terrier in midfield. It's all right having um, the Ferret in Ollie Rathburn who just runs everywhere, right? Um, and then you've got Coventry and a But with Lindsay, he's more of the Terrier. You know, he'll get stuck in with it and mm-hmm. almost acts as both your anchor and your attacker when he comes into midfield. But to not have that option, it effectively makes the midfield quite flat. Mm. Even with Ollie being everywhere, and again, Ollie's doing really well. He's actually doing a really good job as being captain because he sort of gets the subs motivated as they come on, gets people organised, and still puts himself about and really goes in at the games. Um, one of our best players on the pitch, I will admit, against Coventry. But to have Jamie Lindsay on it, it just gives you that fresher option. And with Keane now out for at least two weeks, I think it is. Yep. Just bring Lindsay in. It's just somewhat different. And at the minute, what we're doing isn't working. Well, for the last two games, it isn't working. So bring Lindsay in, and he could offer something different. If I'm being completely honest, I would have Rathbun, Lindsay and the Dauphin in midfield against Sunderland. Mm. Yeah. Rath- Rathbun, Lindsay, Adolphin? Yeah. Yeah. I could I would... like against Sunderland. Because it's different. You know, no, no disrespect to Coventry, because he's come in and he's effectively like uh, Barlasser was when we first signed him on loan. Mm. Just without the ping... Um, forward that Barlasa eventually found. But it's just something different. That Sometimes that's what you need in football. You need something different that'll wobble the opposition just a little bit and just gives you something else to have. Mm. And that could be Jamie Lindsay. I'm not saying it's certified, but it could be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, mate. I mean, Connor Covenant is really struggling. He's really, really struggling. He's, he's not hit. Well, I, I can't tell you exactly what he does yet. Um I don't know whether we're expecting something different from him. I don't know. But at the minute he's just not hitting his stride. And oh, we could say it all night. Jamie Lindsay's got to got to got to got to be in that match day squad. He has just got to be. Um so I, I don't yeah. I don't get it, mate. I don't get it, understand.
4: No, I don't. I don't. It makes no sense. It, it, it genuinely doesn't make any sense, does it? You know, the lads the lad's more than capable of, uh, of, of competing at this level, more than capable. Um, and and Conor Coventry's, I mean, Danny's Danny's just used the word effectively in the same sense as, as, as Conor Coventry. That's precisely what he's not effective, unfortunately, at the moment. Listen, he's, he's a quality player, he's a Premier League player, there's no yeah. doubt about that, but he's not effective, unfortunately. Um, and and yeah, I saw a couple of times in this game and the Reading game where he's neshing out of challenges. He's not, he's not committed to this cause whatsoever. I don't think um, that's the that's the impression I get from the way I, I see him playing at the moment. Um, he's 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 had the opportunity to show what he's capable of, and he's not he's not come close to showing it for me. Um, so it, it, we we need to we need to be replacing him uh, in, in the first team in the starting lineup and and, and
2: having a having a, a word with him because I, I genuinely don't think he's committed to it. Oh, or take away. him out of the firing line. It, 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 just take him out. It, you give yeah. him a, we said the same with yeah. Wiles earlier in the season. Just take yeah. him out for a minute for his sake. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. working right now.
4: No, it's not. Absolutely, it's not. It's definitely not. So we, we do need some changes in there and and you're not going to get Dan Barlesser back, obviously. You're not going to get a player of Dan Barlesser's quality back to, to give you that creativity. The only person probably that we've got on our books at the moment, that's, that, that that could come anywhere close to that is Ben Wiles and obviously Ben's Ben's injured and and probably probably not back this season. But you never know; it might be. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's a massive issue that midfield. It's been all over the place uh, since Barlasa went. I don't think it's all over the place because barlasa has gone. I think it's just because of of whatever little tweak in tactics the the management team have decided on it, it it's clearly not working. It's clearly not working. Mm. Um, and I don't know whether it's trying to make this the 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 two the front two either side of the the striker giving them a, a bit of a free roll. It, it, it's not working. It's not because everybody's getting in others way, every, everybody's way and there's there's no options as 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 per the issue with Tom Eaves on on Saturday, you know. You get the striker gets his, the ball with his back to goal, and there's no assistance for him at all because the because the midfield and, and the two supporting strikers are all over the place. Um It's just, yeah, it, he needs addressing. And, and Jamie Lindsay in that midfield, I think, will help with that. But yeah. I don't know what the hell's going off.
2: I add to that list Peter K. So correct. Uh,
1: Peter well, Matt Keogh, Miller couldn't,
2: couldn't have spoken highly enough about him when he first came in, could he?
4: And he's not even on bench. He's not no. even making the bench and he's not injured. I, 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 again, it, it blows my mind a little bit. It's just not It's not right. It's not right. You've got some quality there and you're not even, not even giving him the option or opportunity to, 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 to get on the pitch as a
2: substitute, let alone being picked. Let's like, put it's the um, tinfoil hats on. Do you think there's been some promises made to the new signings in terms of game time to their parent club? Mm. west pro uh, west are not loan somebody out to a random club if if he's not gonna get game time necessarily uh you know there's the other ones as well but yeah
1: mm.
2: just but, uh, that, that's a tinfoil hat you know that but that's that football works sometimes you you're getting in contracts if that's the case then as a manager you've got to stand
4: on and say look it's not working mate you know, he's not—he's not good enough, or well, he is good enough, but his his form at the moment is not such that I can play him. We're not—we're not, we're not a, an experimental side for West Ham, or or whoever's loaned us players. We're not an experiment. You know, <laughs> coming in is not effective. You don't play. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's that simple. So you know, we have to stand on with that. I think, anyway.
2: I agree. I might be wrong again. It could be. Um, Mike says, must have missed something with Lindsay. Don't know why he's not getting a look in, but he's not the answer to the awful dearth of creativity in the midfield. We don't have anybody else as the response to that. He's
4: he's a a more creative player than Conor
2: Coventry is at the moment. At the moment, yeah, Hmm. yeah. And it gives you an extra. It gives you gives you that spark. It gives you that energy. Hmm. You know, how how many times has Jimmy Lindsay created an opportunity for somebody else just because of a bit of press? He's really, really good at that. Really good at that. Um, I, don't, I also don't buy that. Matt Taylor saying he wants more attacking options on bench we've had Keener on bench and he's a midfielder why are you not putting Jimmy Lindsay on bench they're essentially the same position I, I don't buy that at all for one second there's something else there there's got to be um, but we don't know but again Tim Hart
4: I, I, I genuinely think it's because Matt Taylor's wanted to, to To he feels that he's wanted to attack so he's wanting attack-minded players attack-minded players and um, with the likes Keener and Fossu and, and Benny and, and so on and so forth. Ollie's uh, 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 pushing forward constantly. A Duffin can be a danger in the box. You know what I mean? I think that's where he's... he's uh, whereas Jamie Lindsay, is not that kind of player. Or he, just, he clearly doesn't see him as that kind of player. No, it's not. So maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But that just feels
2: a bit naive, doesn't it? So maybe that's just nonsense. I don't know. We'll
4: see we'll think- think-
2: I, I, I'll go back to this again if it were me Jimmy Lindsay and Richard Wood getting every single match day squad I pick they just do they're just great people to bring off the bench they're great people to have around they're clearly great people I just not buying it all also I don't know if anybody's noticed this did anybody see Yelder when he got told he wasn't coming on he no, was not well not a not a happy bunny he was fully <laughs> stripped off and ready to go ready to go on the pitch we changed his mind and brought Bailey Wright on Yelda was totally wasn't coming back on. He took his bib off and slammed it down and started getting undressed on bench. He looked furious. Um Just more flame for the fight.
3: At, at, at least he's passionate, I'll give you At one. least he
2: cares. Yeah, he wants to play, which is good. Yeah, is really good. We've got an hour we haven't touched on the Sunderland game, so we're very quickly going to, going to do that. Um, John, well, you are all sticking up for a manager five minutes ago, nine
3: morning, about his consistent poor tactical setup and bombing players out. Hey, we're, we're all entitled to go a good whinge. Mickey's on the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> you know. but, but I think we're all in agreement that sacking Taylor is a stupid decision, but he's not escape, completely escaping having a good whinge, is he?
2: No, it's right. He's got there's questions. The, the, yeah, he, there's questions on Matt Taylor. I think that's best. That's where we can leave it right now. There's questions on him.
3: I think,
4: uh, I think, Matt, you need to get up with a modern-day way of thinking. Oh to, right, sorry,
2: uh, let, sorry. Let me uh, try that areas again.
4: Areas for development. Areas for development. No,
2: I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. Are you ready? Matt Taylor, out. <laughs> out. Don't you, don't you start. Let's <laughs> uh, I'm We're well, not on that brigade. Um, very quick Well, say very quickly. We're going to spend a bit of time. on the game. We'll spend 10 minutes. So, first of all, ref watch Chris Kavanagh. He is a Premier League referee. Um, does his name ring a bell? which I will see if I can find any famous games, he's refereed. He has refereed us four times, never at New York Stadium, and we only have one win. That was at Hillsborough in 2016 with the Matt Darwish goal.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, but we lost to Reading, Birmingham and Burton <laughs> um, when he was refereeing us. Yeah, like I said, he is a, he is a Premier League referee. Um, he's refereed some games this season. Uh, nothing significant as far as I can see. No, nothing, nothing. I can't, I can't see anything. I may be wrong, but I could, I might be wrong. Uh, our record against Sunderland—I've lost my notes for that one. To be honest with you, hello, um, yeah, it's rubbish. That's what you're. Gonna yeah, say. it's
3: pretty well. Cool.
2: The last time,
3: yeah. Well, the last the last three aren't bad. No, in terms of overall games, the last three aren't bad. You know, we b- we batted them, drew, and then lost really badly. So I th- I think we found some sort of middle ground with Sunderland <laughs> at the minute. <laughs> Um one win 18
2: against Sunderland, which was a oh. 5-1 last season. Uh only our second meeting in the second tier, second season, obviously, since the 60s. We rarely meet at this level, very, very rarely meet at this level. Uh I don't know why.
3: So we played more this, in- this is the first second tier meeting between and Sunderland at New York Stadium. Yes. Oh. Correct. we we played them in the chat
2: in the Ronnie Moore, First Division days once, and then back in the 60s prior to that. Prior, other than that, it's been mm-hmm. third tier. Uh, we've played a cup. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, <laughs> how are we going to go? How are we going to set up Saturday, Tuesday, Make Shelley says, Yelda, Kyoso, Lindsay and Kelly are all in on Tuesday for him. Can't get any worse. I can't argue with many of those. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But, yeah. I, I don't know. Thought. I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it?
4: It's difficult after after that performance, which, in and of itself, I guess you could argue, wasn't horrendous, but it we never really looked like creating anything. And we need something that's going to we need we need goals. We need goals, and I, I, we, I think, you know, in 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 the way that we've talked about the, the 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 previous game, I think we've covered a lot of what we would like to see. In, yeah. in this next game, but I just want to see a, a return to that intensity. Intensity
2: it, is the big thing for me. That press massive, massive. Is
4: massive. We, we banged on about it for, or had certainly what well, we all did banged on about it for three or four weeks post World Cup, and it came back, and all of a sudden we were playing really well, really well, and getting some good results against against top teams in the division. And, and it's dropped off and dropped off until we end up with a with a two nil defeat at home to Coventry, which you know. It, Where's it gonna go now? Is this gonna be another catalyst for us to kick on and and, and return to that way of playing? And if it is, the, the lineup doesn't necessarily matter because we've got all the players either on the bench or 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 or, or in the team that's not on a Saturday that are capable of doing it and causing causing teams problems. I don't think it's about the lineup on Tuesday night necessarily. I think it's more about how we approach the game. So I, I I wouldn't want to make a, a a call what his what his plans are, but I'd, I'd, I'd love to see Lindsay back in there. I'd like to see Keo back in there, not necessarily starting, but certainly on the bench. Yeah. Uh, so again, we're going to have to wait and see. Like I say, every time, don't I? Every time we go to a preview a game, we're going to have to wait and see what the lineup is, and I, I don't really want to second guess it.
2: Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, Stuart Humphries says play to up front as we can't score when we have one
4: I mean we can't yeah, be... we've got
2: three up front either Oh, back five yeah <laughs> again this is not something we necessarily have the answers to because we're not qualified really but do you think right let's stick it out he's got a plan in mind 4-3-3 this is, what, this is clearly what he wants because these are players he brought in to fit that system uh, stick with it you know maybe change the personnel bring cheer out Foswin you know something like that or do you say right Sop this, it's not working. Four, two, three, one, you know, four, four, two, diamond. What do you what what do you think Matt Taylor's gonna do?
3: Um I think Taylor will stick with his four three three, but bring in different people. Um I think Chio will go out for Fozo. I think um probably Ferguson will come out for hmm, who would you play? On that left side, I know it might be a bit too far forward, but maybe Bramall. Um, but then bring help Yelder in uh, into that back four <clears throat> because we've seen it. Be- we've seen <laughs> back four. We've seen it before that Yelder and Bramall overlap really well. It okay. does with Ferguson as well, so I think it's a Yelder thing. So I think Yelder needs to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, I've be inclined to say maybe the same. More or less the same team that we played against Blackburn, but of course with, with Fozzo in for Chio and and such like that. But and, and maybe and then bring Lindsay into midfield. I would I would say that maybe is a must bring Lindsay in or at least have Lindsay on the bench. Yeah, no, I agree. We don't know the
2: answer. The answer.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're, the we are merely
3: picture. we are merely humble football fans having an opinion. Correct. But um, we, we don't know, at the end of the day, we don't know what we're on about. We're just here chatting no. stuff about football for an hour. Okay. <laughs> Last comment.
2: John Rale says they might lose lose the plot and work in reverse and start with five up top. Agreed. Yep. Um yep. we we'll have finish our predictions. We've got an hour and ten minutes and Mick needs a week, so let's just predictions and bugger <laughs> on.
1: <laughs>
4: um,
2: Mick, prediction for Tuesday. Um, uh,
4: uh, uh, 7-0, Rotherham. Um <laughs> 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 Um,
3: no, some of the stuff I've heard it too far away from that either. Yeah,
4: I, I, listen. Let's be optimistic. Let's be optimistic. Let's let's hope that we can we can get back on on bike a
3: little bit. Two one Rotherham. Two one Millers. Danny. <laughs> um, I, I might echo Millie reversing last season's result five one Sunderland. No, kid him, i i I'm, I'm, I'm going to go positive because I am. I like to think I'm a positive person. I'm, we're going to win 3-2 Jesus there'll, there'll be some sort of miracle that'll happen and it'll be an end-to-end game and we'll, it'll be 1-0 1-1 2-1 2-2 and then I don't know Hugh, Hugo will score it'll, it'll be left on the pitch for some reason past 60 minutes and he'll score a winner
2: <laughs> yeah. it'll, it's going to be almost a full house under the lights crazy things can happen we've seen it before it's football it's great. Uh, having said that, I'm going to go 2-0 Sunderland.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt is the the realism anchor in this. To be fair, Matt, I've heard someone predict we're going to win 10-0, so...
2: Why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, I was th- th- um Screedman says 2-1 to them. John Rale says 3-0 Sunderland. They are in form, yes, they are. Harvey Kowick, 1-1. One, one, minus 0-0. Nil, 3-mad nil. says football mad. Michael Miller goes 2-0, hoping he's wrong. I'm with, I'm with Mike on that one. Um... Mace Manless is 2-1, finishing it with Chris Page Street, who says 3-1 to them. Kim Hayward, 1-0 to the Millers. Happy days. It's not happy days, but anyway, thank you all for being with us for this hour and 10 minutes that we've waffled on. We will be back on Thursday, which will review Sunderland. There is no preview. We don't play at the weekend. We play Monday. We will do a preview as on Sunday, probably, unless there's a change. Keep an eye on the socials. Follow us on Twitter, IFC underscore pod. We're 900-and-something subscribers. If you haven't, please do go over there. Please subscribe because we're going to get 1,000. 1,000 before end of the season, Mick? Oh, mate, that would be unbelievable, wouldn't it? would it just? Imagine 1,000 uh, uh, subs and we stay up. That would be ace. I think if we get 1,000 subs, DFL should give us survival.
4: Yeah. Yeah, because if there's 1,000 people stupid enough to subscribe to this, then, then anything could happen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Um, yeah. so anyway uh, we're back on Thursday evening on YouTube Friday morning for the audio podcast uh, Mick will publish that off Twitter especially if we lose on Tuesday so John no more Harry Suter videos because he won't see them <laughs> um, Mick thank you for being with us for plenty of rants tonight it's been good no what is? Yeah, uh, Danny, it's been a pleasure to have you with us as well. Mate. Thank you for being here.
3: Yep, always a pleasure. Thank you to everybody for nine hundred. And I'm off to do a drugs test because PowerMan UK says I've been too positive and need testing.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like it. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I hope the Millers, and we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Rebel, vicious, brilliant. You're with it. What's got round the back? And Richard has done it.
1: Come up with another trick. Well, has a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rotherham
0: United's pathway back to the Championship is opening
1: up. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.